0: Welcome back to Ed Burke here, here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us here live giving out our daily best bets as well as previewing the games for that night, and you can find every Wednesday our new podcast with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein as they look around the league, break down the newest Rumors and uh, trade opportunities, as well as looking ahead at some of the player and team future markets. So make sure to check that out every Wednesday. These all come out on the pod on all podcasting platforms, as well as EdgeWork. But guys, the Super Bowl has wrapped up. Uh, Now it's just time to focus on hockey, basketball, and get ready for baseball as that season approaches. So uh, things become a little bit more refined as we go down the stretch here of the NHL season and into the playoffs. But, I mean, so, money. we'll start with you. How was your Super Bowl Sunday?
1: It was very good. We were just talking to the guys earlier about uh, uh, we had um, access to a a book who um, was putting up player props live and um it wasn't based on the game situation it was just based on what the score of the game was so there was a lot of a, a lot of opportunities there that we were able to uh pick off as like the game was going on but
0: um yeah it was a it was a very good super bowl for us and alex how was your super bowl
2: it was pretty good uh for the most part it was kind of a hockey themed weekend because my podcast the ask guys did a marathon literally going from 11 a.m. to about midnight on Saturday. So that led right into uh, all the football festivities yesterday. And uh, interesting game. I had the over, so that was uh, super nice. enjoyable. Lost a couple of props. But I've, I've gotten smaller and smaller with my un- units over the years. And the Super Bowl, I used to have a lot of props, especially when I would have, like, parties and stuff like have props and have like little side pools and stuff going on, but it's been kind of low, uh, low volume as far as the Super Bowl. I've treated it just like it is, you know, it's one football game in the microcosm of the season. So, uh, you know, did okay to wrap up the season, had a, had a nice uh, football season, but now it's all hockey moving forward for me, basically.
0: Uh, did either of you guys do any of the cross sport props, any NHL Super Bowl crossover props yesterday? Yeah, I did. I, um,
1: I, I did the one that Rob and Andy were talking about in the in the vegas game so, oh yeah um, yeah so so i that that's the uh that's the only one i did
0: very nice yeah those are interesting last week to look at so it's uh yeah. like the one opportunity the season you get where you kind of get that the big one big thing to look forward to at the end of the day and all your stuff's kind of finished in the morning by the time you get there but those are interesting markets that i was uh shown for the first time essentially this year so i thought that was pretty cool to break them down and look into was- them
1: Some of them are very creative too. I think it'd be fun to like sit and like, like make those and like line them and stuff. So, I think um I'll 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 be giving more attention to to that next season.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's get to today's games. We've got a bunch back here as the NHL uh, starts to get back into action, heading down the stretch to the trade deadline as well as the playoffs here. So we will start with the Calgary. Ottawa game tonight. Uh, Calgary right now is currently just sitting outside of a wild card spot. They're tied with Minnesota for points, both sitting at 60. Uh, They've played one more game than the Wild have at this point, and Calgary is 5 4 1 in their last 10. They just coming off a win against the Sabres, a big win, 7 2. This team is 11, 9, and 8 on the road, so not the greatest road team here. Going up to face a, ga- uh, a Senators team who has now had to come out and say, Yeah, we're not looking at trading to at this deadline, reevaluate options in the offseason. Uh, and uh, they're 5 and 5 in their last 10. Basically, at this point, the hopes of the playoffs have come completely to an end for the Ottawa Senators. 14, 12, and 1 uh, at at home for the Sens on this season. So not a great home team either. But so money, uh, something was piquing your interest, might be out of range now. But what were you looking at in this Calgary Senators game?
1: So we did play Calgary earlier. Um, I think that the average average price that we got was about one 125 Um, This is one of those things where, um, I've I've talked about Calgary quite a bit. They're 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 an, they're an enigma to me here because I don't think that that they're playing very poorly. Um, I think that they've been unlucky in a lot of results they get, and they also don't get the goaltending that they need from anyone other than Dan Vladar. So um, I'm a little concerned that we may get stuck with Markstrom here again. But um, in terms of in terms of Ottawa, I. I don't understand what their what their plan is, right? So you're you're out of the playoffs. Dorian has been saying that he's not going to, um, he's not going to be a seller, and I I don't understand why. If um they, they have some good pieces, if like there's guys there who are in their no trade clause, if they're willing to waive it, like why why wouldn't you sell at this point? So, um and uh, and of course Ottawa's without both their goaltenders. Um I think, um i've made it clear i'm very very high on anton forsberg um i think um he's kept him in a lot of games and with him out um we'll probably end up with a uh, soul guard net um not a lot of sample size with him he played two games last year um average not 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 terrible but he is a he is a downgrade so we did play calgary um out of range now but um if if Markstrom does start, that will dip a bit. At least it should, and then um, maybe there'll be an opportunity for for a like, calculator later on. All
2: right. Yeah, I was to say with Max Sogar, Yeah, he's confirmed for for Ottawa, and his numbers in the AHL aren't that great. Six nine and two is a eight point nine eight save percentage, but that's that's awfully yeah. low even for for AHL standards. So yeah, that's a, a bit of a drop off, and so maybe you could look at like I said. You know, obviously waiting to see who's in net for, uh, you know, Calgary, whether it be uh, Vladar or Markstrom. But I, I think, you know, a lean maybe even towards regulation would be something uh, to consider with, with Calgary. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big, a big enough drop off with Sogard and, and and Ottawa, pretty much kind of being one of the first teams to officially say that they're out of the playoff race as well.
0: And if you're looking at that on Pinnacle right now, you can find uh, Calgary in regulation. Looks like plus 112 is available. So if that was something uh, anybody watching is interested in, that is available. But make sure to uh, shop around get the best price on anything you're going to bet. Uh, We won't lock that in. Leave that as a lean there for the game tonight. But moving on to another game, uh, the Florida Panthers heading to take on the Minnesota Wilds. I just mentioned Calgary is sitting... Just outside of wild card spot, tied with the Wild, so the Wild are going to look to continue to add some points here to try to see if they could break away from Calgary as they do have that game in hand on them. So uh, this Florida team going in there still out of a playoff spot. They are two points back of the Islanders right now and have a game in hand on them. And then the playoff teams, Pittsburgh and Washington, they're three points back of Pittsburgh, four points back of Washington, five, three, and two in their last ten for Florida. Uh, going up to face a Minnesota team in Minnesota here tonight who uh, is holding on to that second wild card spot. They are four points up on Nashville with two more games played than them. Uh, they are tied with Colorado in points and have played one more game. Four and six in their last 10. This Minnesota team has dropped off a little bit, but with that Western Conference being as open as it is, it looks like anybody could kind of get in and stay in at this point. Alex, uh between Cal, uh, Minnesota and Florida here tonight, is there one way or uh, you would lean, or is there anything you'd be looking at in this game?
2: I'd probably be running back to the draw. That's what I had with Minnesota and New Jersey the other night. Of course, New Jersey's been uh, an overtime machine, basically. It seems like what, I think seven of the last eight have gone to overtime or shootout. But this Minnesota team, it, they look bad. Even though they got the win and it went all the way to a shootout, it, this is uh, still a struggling, wild team. And in the midst of one of their longest homestands of the year, and this is a team that usually plays very well at home, uh, they still have not been able to find their footing. Maybe they can do it tonight against a Florida team that's been a bit shaky in their own right. But I think it's going to be a kind of a close battle. Uh, and these are two teams, like I said, fighting for their wild card lives in their respective conferences. If this game's tied at two-two or three-three with about five or six minutes left in regulation. You can tell the teams are probably just going you know, to sort of sit back a little bit, be more conservative, and try to pl- get that first point in the standings to go for that second point in overtime. So, uh, plus three forty, I like to draw it.
0: <laughs> All right. Do you want to play that as an official play here on uh, yeah on Edgerris? Yes, so All right, we will take that then. Uh, so, money, do you have any thoughts on this game? I
1: do. Man, these these uh these gambling bots are the worst. They just like show <laughs> yeah, up. I, know. I just looked up and I got a bunch of like Yeah, um for the for for this game um I need to see who's in net for um for, for for the wild. I completely agree with everything Alex was saying in terms of what this Minnesota team is right now. Um I did have them on Saturday um and was very lucky to get that win. I I don't think that they looked good. Um and what's also concerning is that that was um that was one of those um, situational elements that come up in the NHL sometimes, where there is some narrative behind it, um, in the sense that this 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 was a game that um, was kind of hyped up in the um, in the Minnesota camp. Everybody was um, looking looking for this game and trying to step up their game. And that being said, um, that's the performance that you came up with. So um, that's that that's a little concerning to me. Um, and it wasn't. Florida's a good, uh, f- sorry, New-, New Jersey's a good team, right? So it it it, it wasn't as if um, um, Minnesota was playing a cupcake and they came up with a performance like that. But um, it's still concerning the way they played uh, for this game. I if we do get Gustafson and net um, then um, I will be passing this game. If we get Flurry in net then I'll be looking at I'll, I'll be looking at Florida. Um, the numbers right now. Um, where it's painted on the board. If if Flurry starts, then I would take those numbers um, on on the, on the Panthers. If not, then I'll be then I'll be sitting this one out.
0: Okay, um, we'll move on from that one there. Uh, another game tonight with a team that's looking to make playoffs. Arizona heading to take on the Nashville Predators, who, as I mentioned are sitting just behind uh, the Minnesota Wild there and outside of a playoff spot as it stands right now but making a push recently as Nashville has won 6 of their last or 6 and 4 in their last 10. Uh, they just beat the Flyers 2 to 1. They are a 14-8-3 home team right now 4 points back of Calgary, 2 points back or f- 4 points back of Minnesota as well. Um this is a team that I mean, you got goaltending. If you can find a way to just string together some wins, you could find yourself sitting in a playoff spot and a good opportunity tonight against the Arizona Coyotes to do so, taking on Arizona at home. Um, so, Money, is there either a way you would lean in this one?
1: No. Uh, this is a game that I'm uh, <laughs> completely staying away from. Um, we we might get a in uh, start, um, so... Maybe Nashville gets pushed down a bit, uh, but other than that, I've got I've got no interest in this game.
2: Yeah, for me, it'd be a lean to toward Nashville team total and and the over. Like I said, it could be a Lincoln inciting uh, for Nashville, and, and even with Vemelka, I mean, obviously he's it seems like he's playing. T- you know, uh any kind of an audition role that he's gonna get moved at some point. I would like to think I think the teams that definitely need some backup goals and the help will be trying to actively grab yeah. him just like they are for Jacob Chitron, who more likely will be out. We saw him scratch a uh, healthy scratch over the weekend, as it seems like a trade is eminent, be at LA or Edmonton or some team that's gonna him. So missing your top defenseman, uh possibly having your, you know, top goalie distracted. And a national team that's, like you said, right on the outside of a wild card spot, playing at home where they typically tend to do better. Uh, I think that might be a this might be one of those games they come out kind of a bit hot. So I lean toward their team total, lean toward the full game, but nothing official.
0: All right, uh, let's see what we've got here for the head to head. Our first our head to head of a Monday show. We're going to go to the Detroit Vancouver Canucks game. Um, I won't do too much teeing up here because I know both of you guys have opinions on this game and opinions on sides. So Alex, I'll let you take this away. Detroit Vancouver. Um, what side are you looking at here? So it's funny. I was talking
2: about this on Saturday, how weird of a spot this is to have uh, Vancouver basically playing at 9am internal start clock time and, uh, At Detroit, and then wrap wrap up a a road trip, then come back home, play that same uh, Detroit team. You don't see that happen. You see home and homes often, but you don't see that kind of situation of a Saturday afternoon flipping to a Monday night, cross conference, cross country. Uh, And I said I liked Detroit at home. uh, I'm sorry, I actually liked Vancouver. Uh, on, on the road, and I said I like flip to flip it and play Detroit when they get on the road. I think Vancouver coming home off of successful win and and, and now the back to back spot. I think this lends lends itself to a good situational spot for Detroit. Uh, Vancouver is the better of the two teams, but I just think situationally, I think I could just see where Detroit comes out early, gets a jump, and, and just holds on to the lead. And, and uh, we know how Vancouver has kind of been up and down with you know uh, they're blowing a lead or, or trying to come back from the lead. It's, it's been it's been held to with them at times. I think. Detroit can kind of get things rolling early and, and control the momentum for most of this game.
0: All right. And uh, so money you're on the opposite side of this one. Why is that?
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to be betting the Canucks tonight. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I, I've, I've mentioned this about the Canucks before. Like I, I, I don't think that they're playing poorly. They're just not a good team. And, and, um, and they're not, and they're, and they're not getting the, they're not getting the goaltending either. Um, I agree with Alex on on Saturday. That was a really t- spot for the Canucks. Um, and some some narratives here after that game against the Islanders, um, where the team mentioned how how emotional that game was, and then you turn around, you got a early start in in Detroit, nine o'clock our time. Uh, so yeah, that the, that was a tough situation for the Canucks. Now um, usually you have one day. Off an Eastern road trip, it's not that great of a situation, but um, it's not like they're playing a team who's who's also playing well. So um, I'm a little concerned um, with um, with 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 the Canucks in terms of um, how they're going to respond off a road trip like that. Um, they've shown that sometimes they tend to lay eggs at home in this spot, but um, I'm not. I'm not worried about Detroit, so um, I will be laying on the Canucks here. Um, in terms of who starts for the Canucks, it it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, they both stink, so we're just hoping that one of them has a good game. Um, and um, I and yeah, like I I think the Canucks are playing well um, for the most part. I think without um, um, without Raymond for um, for uh, Detroit, uh, it 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 does drop off quite quite a bit for them. So. Let's let's go Canucks, I guess. <laughs>
0: okay, and so no official play on this one for the Edric account, as we do have the head-to-head there. But we will track this one, and we'll remember uh, for next Monday what went on, and if there's any more head-to-heads, we'll uh, we'll keep track of that as the rest of the season moves forward. But one final game here tonight, and it is a game that we do have a play in. Uh, The Buffalo Sabres on the road to take on the LA Kings. Lots of uh, trade rumors surrounding the Kings right now, whether or not they are trading for Chickering. One of the best things to see online is the insiders and reporters go back and forth. You see yesterday a report comes out that uh, an LA Kings deal for Jacob Chickering has to involve Brant Clark and then you immediately hear that Brant Clark has been informed that he is not being traded and his agent confirms he's not being <laughs> traded so wondering what's going on there and what what's happening with Jacob Chicker and where he'll be on the move to but LA LA is definitely a possibility and that team right now holding on to the first wild card spot in the west they are uh, 5 points up on Minnesota um, and uh, they are 5-4-1 and one in their last 10, 15-9-2 at home. So about about a 500 team at home taking on a Sabres team who is pretty good on the road, 15-7-2. They won f- their 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. Alex, what do you like in this Sabres-Kings game tonight? Yeah, I
2: expect scoring early and often. This is a Sabres team that has cashed six of the last seven games the first period over, uh, L.A. seven of their last nine. Uh, they said two teams that, you know, We've seen some shaky goaltending from Buffalo. Uh LA needs some defensive help. This this game screams like it's going to be a first period over. And more likely looking at the full game over as well. But I want to make the first period over official. Over two plus a dollar ten for the first period between Sabres
0: and Kings. All right. And if you do shop around, you will be able to find that there are some 120s sitting out there right now, but uh 110. 110- seems to be widely available for people, 112 as well. So we will lock those in. Uh, and have somewhere. you seen a price
2: of, of 160 or higher? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but have you seen a price in that 160, 170 range of 1.5? I would suggest waiting and, and maybe grabbing that number lower around 130, 135 in-game. I think you have enough time to bend in-game with the first three, four minutes. There won't be a goal, and you can cash in on that at a,
0: a lower price. All right. So, money. Any thoughts on this game tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna tail um, Alex on the on his first period over. Um, I'm also um, Buffalo. You you mentioned them or, earlier, though. The way that they, uh, what's Andy saying in there? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you mentioned Buffalo earlier, how they play on the road. Um, yeah, they've they've gotten wins in Boston, in Dallas, in Winnipeg. Um, they 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 are a good. Um, they, they do play well on the road. Um, I do need to see, in this case as well, who's going to be starting in goal. Um, UPL, has, as shaky as he has looked recently, is still the better option there. So um, I do need him um, in order to play Buffalo. And I also, um, if we do get quick in net... Um, I, I don't know if we will, but but that would put me on on Buffalo as well. The other thing I'm waiting for in this game is that if this uh, chicken deal is imminent um, and if he is going to L.A., I would like to see who is going to be going off that roster. Right. Um, so that, that'll that be another thing to, um, to uh, keep in mind. It kind of feels like trade, trade deadline day here where there's not much to do until we know who's going to be um, on the team. So um, I'll be... I lean towards Buffalo right now. Uh, If I get the goaltending, then I will be on them.
0: So as you're approaching the trade deadline here, it's obviously a possibility that guys could be pulled from lineups, uh, could be taken out for precautionary reasons, whatever it is, like we saw with Chikrin shortly before that game on Saturday night where he was announced that he wasn't going to be playing. As we approach the trade deadline, do you guys have to uh, take into account the lineups differently than you would throughout, say, the first fifty-something games of the season? Do you take them more cautionary? Do you wait later in the day to make plays? Like, how do you kind of go about that when you know you're going to be looking at a team who could potentially be pulling guys at any moment for trade leading up to the deadline? Uh, for Alex, me, start.
2: when it, when it's a top player like let's say like a Timo Meyer or Eric Carlson with the Sharks. I treat it like a like a goaltender confirmation, so I gotta wait, and, and that if that means I'm waiting until an hour or, or you know before puck drops, so be it. But I, I gotta wait and see because those guys mean so much to that lineup, just like a, a goaltending change. So when it comes to those kind of trades, or if I expect cluster trades with a certain team. Then I want I want to wait and see because the next you know two or three guys even though they're not of high impact but if, you know two defensemen get pulled or or two guys on the same line get pulled out, uh, then that can can shake things around enough to where uh, maybe I want to be off of a, of, a, of a side or, or stay away from a game altogether.
1: Yeah, I I treat it the same way Alex does as well. I I, I just need to know. Um, the other thing too is that this is when reading comprehension really comes into play, where um, you really got to know. Um, what what the team's thought thought processes are if they're saying that they're they're not doing anything or like there's nothing happening like you gotta be able to jump on those kind of quotes um, yeah. or if like um, what's his name Darren Dreger or someone comes on TV and says that there's some deals imminent then like then then you want to keep keep on top of that as well so like like Alex said you you treat it like a goaltending confirmation or you treat it like like um, a coach has come out and said that a certain player is day to day, so um, now you need to wait if he's going to be in the lineup or not. So you wait until until warm ups for that for that confirmation. So um, it I do approach it differently. A um, lot more reading involved, um, and a lot more um, keeping your kind of thumb on the pulse there.
2: Yeah, and 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 be careful of fake Twitter accounts.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: every single deadline. It's annoying when people do that. That would stop. Yes. But-
1: as, yeah, it eventually especially yeah especially now too with like Twitter with people Blue. getting the check mark
0: yeah um, right yeah and
1: and this these uh these, these these gambling bots get me rattled man i just got another one
0: no, yeah they are insane popping up on absolutely everything that you do at all times firing out tweets it is ridiculous the gambling bots are out there those those things need to stop that's for sure uh, <laughs> all right Good luck to everyone on your bets tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Hopefully everyone that tails this is able to uh, get some winners here tonight as we are up 45.5 units on the year, 8.1% ROI. So the Edgeware crew has been doing very well so far this season. We'll look to keep that going here tonight with two best bets. We got the uh, Moneyline, uh, regulation time draw in the Florida Panthers-Minnesota Wild game, plus 343, as well as the first period over two in the LA Kings-Sabers game tonight. And then keep an eye out for goalie news and some of the other games as you may get some movement on those lines and something might become... Uh, in play for you as we get more announcements throughout the course of the day but thank you to everyone who tuned in if you enjoyed the content please make sure to subscribe to the Edgework youtube channel you can like this stream as well and stay uh stay aware for when the wednesday podcast with david pegnata dennis bernstein and zach bodenstein drops as we approach the trade deadline that show will become Way more exciting with uh, all the different trades and rumors that they'll be breaking down and looking at how it might impact some of the futures markets, whether it be for player futures or team division conference, Stanley Cup futures, whatever it is. So make sure to tune into that every Wednesday. You can find us here on YouTube live Monday through Friday at 1030 a.m. Eastern time. You can find us back on the podcast after on all podcasting platforms so money alex thank you guys so much i'll see each of you later in the week and i'll see you both back here on monday but for everyone else i'll see you guys tomorrow at 10 30 a.m good luck on your bets tonight